You are listening to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about the movie trivia showdown, the first class league, sports, Star Wars, movies, TV, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR Network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back, happy Monday, doing another one of these Walking Dead reviews here, myself and Corey Cameron, back again, second week of part two of three of the final season of The Walking Dead, and man, we la- we ended last week's episode with that epic cliffhanger, and so we figured this episode would sort of fill in the, the gaps a little bit and explain some things, but uh, let's get into it and talk about it here, Corey, uh, what did you think of this episode? Yeah, I I loved it. First of all, what's up, everyone? Uh, I I loved it, and I it's you can look at it as it more of a like a setup episode, but uh, a lot of things got introduced here as far as maybe what the part two of this this whole final season is going to be about, uh, and just with the uh, the relationships of of different characters and how things come to be when we saw. Uh, at the end of the last episode on uh, how how things kind of just start. Uh, but uh, yeah, I overall enjoyed it uh, for sure. How about you? Yeah, I did. I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I think uh, sometimes you need an episode like this that's not maybe as action heavy and is there to further the characters, you know, and really sort of uh, kind of establish some things and maybe set things up for what we're going to get for the rest of the season. So um, in that regard, I, I actually did really like it as well. I think that, you know, it was tough to follow that last episode we got, the uh, the mid-season premiere, uh, or one we had last week, because that was just, like, maybe one of the best episodes of The Walking Dead I've ever seen. It's just so, so good. But I did really enjoy this one as well, even if I didn't maybe like it quite as much as last week's. I thought there was some some really, really good stuff in here, and yeah. You're right. I mean, this is this is setting the tone, I think, for what the rest of the series is going to kind of look like even. And, you know, there's still a few loose ends we could tie up elsewhere, but I think this all ends in the Commonwealth. That's kind of the idea here behind this final season. It's been set up now for, for a bit. If you read the comics, similar uh, to what we had going on there. Uh, and it's some really, really interesting uh, ideas to explore, I think, when it comes to the Commonwealth. Uh, both in the comics and on the show and you know this idea of class this idea of wealth you know and a society post-apocalypse that's trying to be like where everybody was before um really really interesting ideas here and we can sort of get into it and talk about it but you know that this idea of normalcy is something that these characters i don't think really have experienced you know i think maybe there's a t- they got a taste of that um, post-prison going into Alexandria, you know, um, that they've just had, had had to survive this thing for so long. And then they finally had like houses that they live, they could live in and all this stuff. And then, you know, I I think that a a lot of, uh, thoughts that I've read about this episode, um, are, are kind of similar where it's like, once they show up and everything seems nice and 
easy. That's never the case. Something's always going to go horribly wrong in this universe. Right. So anytime you get a sense that these characters are happy and, you know, and everything, uh, it's not going to last very long. And I think even Daryl makes a comment about that, like, early on in the episode. He's like, yeah, it's not going to last long. Because <laughs> uh, that's sort of how, how it goes in this universe. But it's, it's nice to at least see the characters kind of maybe having a little bit of fun. We had Carol starting to bake. Uh, she's doing her, her mom thing where she's baking all these cookies and everything. Um, that was kind of fun to see. Daryl and uh, 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 Judith and um, Gracie going through the haunted house. It was kind of fun, especially when you get that zombie that comes through. And yeah, Daryl's like, all right, it was, dude. It was, it was RJ. <laughs> Not oh, right, RJ, right, yeah. not Gracie. I, I'm still thinking Gracie because it was Gracie <laughs> and, and, and Judith in the basement last week. But, uh, yes, right, RJ and, and Judith and Daryl, who's kind of become almost felt like the de facto dad for Judith at this point. I mean, she's, he's still kind of like Uncle Daryl, but he's he's very very much like a parental figure, I think, in her life. And we really explore that in this episode. Um, and I love that. I love what they're establishing with Judith and with Daryl. And their relationship, and it it worries me. <laughs> it like really worries me because it feels uh, very similar uh, to uh, Rick and Carl there towards the end in in the Commonwealth in the comics. So and I'm, I'm very concerned, <laughs> but uh, it, it all it is also very nice to see. So I, I love the the chemistry here between both Norman Reedus and uh, Kaylee Fleming, the actress that plays Judith. Uh, really, really good stuff here. But yeah, them going through the haunted house was kind of fun to see, and uh, and them just interacting with other people in the Commonwealth is also uh, kind of kind of a, an interesting thing for them to do in this show. Yeah, um, and just like you said, their sense of uh, just at least feeling safe for now uh, is is something that they haven't uh, dealt with in a very long time, um, really since entering Alexandria. Uh, and being able to just relax, let your hair down, uh, all of these, like this festivity, this Halloween party is is going down and they can not have to really worry about anything. Uh, they've already been there for 30 days. So they're, they're kind of right. a month, just a whole month into just being in this thing. And they're kind of in this, um, I don't know what you would call it like this. I don't know if it's like limbo or this, like this introduction process uh, that we kind of saw with um, the first group that went there with um, King Ezekiel um, and, and Eugene and princess and um, uh, leave the lawyer's name. There's so many characters. On this. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, kind of because they were they were kind of in kind of this like limbo stage when they kind of got introduced into the the Commonwealth there, and it seems like um, they're in this spot now because they're um, getting getting kind of fitted for their jobs and uh, getting acclimated into the society. Uh, so it's maybe just a little bit more um, acceptable or being more accepted just because Eugene had vouched for them. Maybe right. um, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so they already are in uh, the these housing establishments and not like that those little jail cells that that they were in beforehand. So, uh, yeah, but seeing seeing just like this sense of of comfort um, as for now, they don't have to worry about walkers or uh, any like outside threats uh, at this moment. 
uh, to to be in there. So, uh, yeah, and everybody's kind of just being acclimated and, and getting is really still getting used to if you move into a place and you're still not really used to it after 30 days. So um, you, you still get used to everything. And uh, we kind of see how people different people react to, to being there. Yeah, it, it is kind of fun to watch. It's like it's kind of weird to see our characters like kind of try to do normal things like, you know, meet friends and, um, you know, listen to music and things like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, and, and then this the other interesting thing here is this idea of money, like uh, Commonwealth actually uses yeah. currency. And that's kind of very interesting that, uh, oh, now we have to deal with money again. You know, they hadn't they hadn't had to for you know, over a decade or however long it's been now. So. That's another interesting sort of twist on the whole thing. But, um, yeah, I, I love that sort of the introduction, the acclimation of the group into the Commonwealth. Uh, we also had the little kid that won the costume contest dressed as Mercer. I yeah. got a kick out of that. That was yeah. pretty cute. Made it look like, like, he can work a little bit more in that costume. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. Trying to look like Mercer, but, uh. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll talk about Mercer a little bit here uh, later. But, yeah, I, man, uh uh, we also got uh, a little bit more backstory backstory on uh, on Connie, uh, which I found interesting. She's sort yeah. of uh, been given the role of a reporter now for the the Commonwealth, and they sort of reveal more that sort of she was, I think, in Congress uh, or she worked in Washington D.C. in politics, uh, and I think that that she then became a reporter or something. I'm not, not exactly sure with the full story there. She had some connection to the president that uh, I think um, the Miltons have connection with as well, whether or not the Miltons were like senators or Congress uh, men or whatever it is. Um, it's just some, definitely some interesting connection there. And I, I do love the idea that Connie is sort of the, the one to maybe help spark this, rebellion movement this uh mm. resist the commonwealth thing or or at least get the story out there of what's really going on because there's still i think some mystery involved there and a lot of stuff that we haven't really found out yet about this sort of opposing group inside the commonwealth perhaps uh and it's something that they really do explore in the comics as well and i think is gonna start to be really a, a prime plot line for the show um, and, you know, we obviously we get a lot more of that towards the end of this episode um, with this guy that, like, kind of tries to hijack the party and everything. But, um, yeah, thoughts on Connie and doing more with her character? Because I, I love Lauren Ridloff. I think she's just an amazing actress. Uh, I thought she was great in Eternals. And uh, really hope that they do more with her character because I really like her. She's yeah. very interesting, not a character that was in the comics. So. Yeah, and I'm with you. I think hopefully she does... Uh, or they do a lot more with her, uh, just within this um, this storyline uh, within the Commonwealth. I think she'll be uh, kind of the point of view that we might see through uh, in this. Um, hopefully, that kind of comes too. But uh, again, there's a lot of characters that kind of do this. But as far as um, I would say if you want to talk spoilers for the comic book, we can say, uh, you put the thing up here. Yeah. Like this <laughs> uprising, like part of this uprising of, uh, you want to say the lower class, uh, of the Commonwealth. Uh, I think, uh, we may see it through her point of view and be, mm -hmm. uh, kind of the, 
not necessarily the catalyst for it, but the the person that um, we just we just see through the eyes of and kind of get more out of uh, of the storyline. So uh, yeah, I as far as her character uh, and even um, Angel Theory's character, uh, I think that yeah. uh, just going through both of them because uh, I don't. I don't want her to just be the translator for um, Connie, but I I want her to actually like be involved in in that too, and maybe like say, hey, ask this type of question, or um, maybe talk straight up to the governor whenever they like interview or something like that. Just be like, hey, what about X Y Z? And these people are saying this, and you're not you're not seeing it. So uh, hopefully there there's a little bit more with that. Yeah, I agree. I want to see both from more more from both of those characters for sure as we go on to the series. And I think Lauren Ridloff has really kind of put herself on the map now uh, with Eternals and, and with the show that I think that she, they probably will do more with her. So I, I kind of am hoping for that for sure. And with Angel Theory's character too, because I like both of them sort of as a, as a duo there. But um, another character we should probably talk about is King Ezekiel, uh, who is revealed mm. to be not in great shape and uh, you know, we, we got some more with Carol sort of investigating that going into the doctor's office, snooping around and finding uh, his records and everything. And, um, you know, you see him kind of towards the beginning of this episode, clutching his chest a bit. So he, he definitely doesn't seem to be very well off, but I do love how they're, um, sort of piecing that all together and, and Carol being involved in that storyline as well. And you can tell how, um, how much emotion is there for her. And, you know, she's still, I think, very much loves Ezekiel. And I think Ezekiel maybe more so is still madly in love with Carol. That's sort of what I, when I get garnered from that scene that they had. Um, but you know, everything that's happened to them, they just haven't really been able to make it work it out, work out recently. But yeah, man, I, I, again, I'm going to, I'm going to put this thing up here just in case, but uh, Ezekiel was one of the heads on the spikes in the comics. So he's been dead for quite some time. And instead I think with the show, they're doing this uh, this arc where he has cancer and everything. But I unfortunately don't see Ezekiel making out of it, making it out of this show alive. I think that you know there there might be some stuff where where he goes through the surgery and everything, and um, you know uh, Carol is involved there and, and helps out and sort of works her way up to where his name can get bumped up the list. But I think just based on that, I. You know, it, it, we might not see that have that death happen on screen. It might be more like when they do this presumed time jump to the very last episode um, that we might get something there that reveals that he passed on in the many year gap in between where we do that time jump. But you know, he might also be someone to make like that kind of ultimate sacrifice if if the action does pick up. There's fighting and everything, and mm. maybe something there. But they do really seem like they're setting up his death just based on like him giving Shiva's collar to that kid and sort of giving the box, the, the box of um, Henry to Carol and everything. It does really feel like he's kind of sit They're setting it up for his, his passing. And uh, it's unfortunate because he's like been one of, one of just the top characters I think on the show for since they debuted him, really, he's just been such an important, I uh, played such an important role in this whole thing. So yeah, thoughts on on King Ezekiel there, uh, Corey. Yeah, I don't even think he makes it to his surgery or his presumed surgery. Um, yeah. 
And because we see Carol trying to get his name up the list and with Hornsby, uh, she she like gets gets the wine or she she kind of steals the wine out of the cellar. Uh, and she's like, oh, this is this is the guy. Obviously, I got to talk to um, after uh, speaking with uh, Miko's brother. Um, and he's like, OK, I see kind of see the, what the game is. Let me kind of get on this guy's good side and hopefully we can get his name up the list. But um, so she does that. She's like, OK, how how the wine go over with the party? He's like, eh, it's OK. Um, but I think I think Hornsby is going to be that stopping point uh, to where yeah. Ezekiel may may or may not obviously get this surgery. Uh, and he he uh, and he was just like, all right, what else uh, can I do? Because he he was like, all right, you have to do something else for me to Carol, basically. And doing that is just like, all right, he might kind of play the long game and be like, oh, can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? Mm. Like the thing. And too many of those, it could be too late uh, yeah. for Ezekiel. And, and, he, and Hornsby, he, if I remember correctly, is not in the comic book. He's I, a new character for the show. I I just remember the guy when they when they first like get to like the training setting in the comic book. Um, there was that guy in the suit. Um, oh yeah, yeah, okay. He so yeah he he was there, but I just uh, don't think he was as vital of a role. Right? He wasn't as, no, like, big of he a definitely role. wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. Um, it was more of the um, Pam Milton was kind of the the more vital person um obviously in the comic books um but i don't remember hornsby doing being too uh integral in in the comic books i think he was he's the kind of that character that just uh acclimated them to the commonwealth itself and that was kind of it um right but, yeah there's some stuff with him uh okay so i'm just looking at the bio here again this is heavy comic book spoilers but uh, Mercer tries to, this is, and this is all stuff that's going to probably happen later on, but when Mercer tries to rally the Commonwealth military to overthrow the governor, Lance enters the room with armed guards and tells Mercer that Pamela will be very disappointed in him. Yeah. Lance is then later seized by Mercer's men after the latter attempts to escape from jail. So it definitely seems, seems like he's going to be on the side of, uh, the Miltons and probably uh, as well in the show and that there might be some stuff with Mercer and, and him there and, uh, Sort of putting him in jail or something. So we'll see how that all sort of kind of plays out on the show. But yeah, yeah and not, even, not as important. And even even uh, Hornsby kind of in this episode too is like he's he feels like he's the one that's pulling the strings too, uh, as far as getting everybody just in in their positions and whatnot. Because when when you see when Mercer comes up before the party, um, like he he was at first getting. Like the he was he was taking it all in. Um, he was like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah," shaking hands and kissing babies and whatnot. Um, but Mercer comes in and everybody's rooting for Mercer, and he's like, "Oh, this <laughs> this guy." Uh, so yeah. that that could play a big part into mm -hmm. um, what may happen. You just said the the uprising too, so um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, Angela Kang was talking about how Mercer is kind of like a superstar in the eyes of the Commonwealth. And, you know, that's why he gets that, that big reaction and everything. 
Um, but I, I do think that he's probably going to play a similar role, uh, just just in case I'll put this up for, for a second, but like a similar role in the comics where, you know, this is a guy that you want on your side to possibly sway the resistance uh, in their favor if, if he's a guy that's well-respected in the Commonwealth community and everything as a spearhead, as a, like one of the leaders of the uprising. Mercer's a guy that you you probably want to have, but yeah. in terms of the show and everything and his sort of introduction at that party and, and being super over and everything, I absolutely loved, loved this interaction with him and Princess. Again, it's like mm-hmm. straight out of yeah. the comics. Uh, the chemistry is there with these two actors, uh, sort of uh, inviting her to be his, his uh, accompany him in the party. And you got the 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 door the doorman like nah she need, it's a, there's a strict dress code it's like I don't know how you say that with right that beautiful <laughs> like she's so freaking stunningly beautiful right, right? Like, I don't I don't get why like come on just let her in but of course it, he, it's Mercer and he's this is my guest like she's with me and they go to the party but I absolutely loved this I, this is something that I've been wanting so much for this show to do is have that Mercer princess relationship play out the way it kind of did in the comics um yeah I, I can't say enough great things about that it was everything that i wanted in that scene yeah yeah and i'm, I'm gonna say it again uh princess in this episode paula lazaro with with that hair uh obviously she was, she was a princess for <laughs> halloween but yeah. uh she she looked amazing um even though look i have a girlfriend but we can all have crushes. <laughs> There's yeah. my crush there. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be yeah. weird. You can still compliment yeah. somebody. Yeah. Look nice. uh, so she looked she looked amazing <laughs> in this episode and different. She's good good to see like her being a little bit more. And again, we're 30 days into it. And she's obviously been there longer than um right. our the rest of the group. So uh she's a little bit more acclimated into this society. Uh, and just to kind of see this relationship between her and Mercer um, go a little bit further, like it did in the comics, uh, it's good for for us comic book fans uh, to to see. And um, she didn't really have a lot to do in this episode, but hopefully we see more of her and just not be um, on the on the sidearm of Mercer, but like actually have uh, some some little bit more things to do. So. Uh, I'm I'm all I'm super happy with with all of that there. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought that this this party scene, uh, the whole thing, like played out really really well. I, I love love the sort of again the idea of class and wealth and everything. And uh, it's only the top the top one percent of the Commonwealth are probably invited to this party. And you know you still have like Yumiko in there, which is interesting because she she seems like she's established a pretty serious like lawyer role in this community now. And so she, she would be invited to the party and everything, but you know, this, this idea that, uh, her, that her former girl, girlfriend, the, that other character, I always forget her name. Uh, Magna. She, Magna. Right. Yeah. As, as like the waitress here, I found that very interesting too, where she's like having to serve Yumiko and everything. And there's a little exchange there back and forth between them two. And then of course you have Pamela Milton who, uh, presented the costume contest earlier in the episode, and then here is like you know probably the host or whatever you want to call her for this this ball this party that they're doing this very creepy masquerade ball. Anytime there's like a masquerade ball, it always makes me think of like <laughs> Illuminati and some weird shit. But yeah, uh, <laughs> <The court of laughs> <mouths>. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. But 
Uh, there's always some shady shit going on when you have people with those weird, like, owl masks. But, uh, yeah, uh, and then you ca- you have this this guy that was in the train car in that episode with Princess, and that's another thing that she does in this episode, points it out. Hey, I kicked his ass in the train car kind right. of thing. And uh, <laughs> what is he doing here as a waiter? And uh, obviously it's revealed that he sort of snuck his way in, and he's making a statement here. He kidnaps that secretary or whatever uh, accountant whatever whoever that is uh and holds holds her at knife point and sort of makes this point that you know they're not everybody's being treated treated equally and sort of you know not not the best way to do it to try to have held hold a prisoner hostage at a a party like this but certainly trying to make a point that there's this sort of um uh which is very much like it is in real high and you know society or there's a massive gap between the wealthy and, and the, the lesser, uh, if you would. So um, we have that, and then we have, you know, obviously Daryl, a little bit of explanation maybe of how Daryl, which we'll talk about the scene with him and Rosita here in a little bit as well, um, but just that he maybe, to try to get in good standings, he, he has to also help chase this guy down, and he corners him, but then, man, we'll talk about this guy too here. Sebastian Milton, this fucker. Uh, has to sort of give him all the credit, or decides to sort of be like, "All right, you yeah. do it," like, you know. But we all really know who 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 cornered this guy down. So some very very interesting themes to explore here, um, both with like the the wealth and and the lesser sort of rebelling against the the upper class. So I uh, like like this a lot. Loved how the whole party scene went down and how it was sort of you know made and everything. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, I uh, kind of just. I guess throwing it into this bigger discussion of kind of class, uh, we see uh, just beforehand, we see it really through all this, this whole episode, um, this kind of this thing of, of class. And when Daryl and Rosita kind of get up in the morning and report for work, they like, they're right beside each other. And Rosita says like these houses, <laughs> this housing, this sucks basically. <laughs> uh, it is raining. And she is like, all right, I can probably just hear everything. Um, yeah. But and they kind of had their conversation on, on class and kind of just being treated um, kind of poorly at the moment. And they go to work and then they walk off and you see that the graffiti on the, on the wall that says equality and, he's, and you're just like, all right, um, hmm. we just talked about this yeah. <laughs> two seconds ago. Uh, so that, that was kind of the first sign of like, all right, there's there's something going on here uh, as that. And you kind of go in and we see the 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 former trooper now um, do do what he does throughout this episode. And, you know, that since he he was a trooper you kind of know that the troopers are also on the bottom level of kind of this society even though they are they're serving the the commonwealth uh you would kind of think that they're also kind of just on this lower level maybe a little bit more expendable um to to everybody in this uh, this higher society or this higher class that that's at this party and you kind of see that pam milton especially uh, and kind of the people who are on her level are definitely oblivious to what's going on uh, because he says there, there's thousands more, there's thousand more people that have this same idea, I, right. uh, ideology in this, in this community. And she was like, is there, is, is there a thousand more? And she's like, oh, yeah, go find out uh, basically. And, and we see kind of the, that last scene in the episode, but 
um there's there's this whole thing and um you also kind of see this internal struggle if we had to get back to mercer this internal struggle with mercer um since since he is the head trooper yes he is regarded as a celebrity in the community uh but he is working side by side with all these other troopers uh and you kind of see this this thing obviously he kind of um is annoyed with sebastian and his antics and his his privilege basically uh but it's it's like all right i still gotta keep these guys in line this is my job uh and there's that kind of that internal struggle like i said that um i know things might not be the best for us um but we we gotta do what we gotta do or else something might happen with <laughs> the higher ups and we and we lose our jobs and and things like you, you kind of don't want that to to be your job you know so yeah. um there's there's this this huge uh struggle within mercer that you kind of see and i i love uh how how the actor kind of just plays plays that role um just in his his facial actions and his actions when that when the camera's on him after sebastian does his his stuff yeah like, he's look at disgust yeah he's like he's like he like tells Daryl's like yeah man we gotta gotta do what we gotta do type of thing to <laughs> just basically appease that so um i i'm i i love it uh and obviously based on if if they're going to follow the comics that kind of is the catalyst and we see where mercer goes from here but um i love how how uh they kind of play it in this here for sure yeah definitely i and that idea of like yeah i mean when you have foot soldiers and they're fighting and they're, they're in your army you know it's it's never those like the rich kid like you think you know, I, I don't want to be stereotypical here, but like the rich white kid is not going to be the guy that enlists in the army. It's going to be right. the other lower class um, level people. Right. And I think that that is being explored here with the Commonwealth and that a lot of these foot soldiers are going to be like, well, we're being treated like crap and we're fighting all the battles and we're going out there and killing the zombies and protecting you all and keeping you all safe. And what do we get in return? We don't get much. We have to live in these crappy apartments you know, um, while you're out here, you know, celebrating with your, your masquerade ball and your wine right. and your, you know, just life of luxury in this post-apocalyptic world. And I think that that could very well create some kind of movement, you know, for them to rebel and get that equality and get the rights that they deserve, better housing, better, you know, resources, all, all the kind of stuff that we deal with on a daily basis as people. I think that that's being explored here on the show. Um, but yeah, so I, I really love that aspect to it. Um, we also got Daryl and Rosita sort of doing these teamwork, team building training exercises uh, where Rosita and then this other geek that she's working <laughs> with do do really well. And then Daryl and this other dumbass that kind of is being a little bit more of a, you know, a scaredy cat, if you would, with the zombies. Uh, the, you know, they, they get about as far as they, they do, and then Mercer just kind of finishes the job and, Daryl not not as pleased with that. He's like, "What? I would have had him, you know." But the idea behind it is that it's a it's a team building exercise. It's like your partners have to work together to try to fend this thing off. So I, I like what they were exploring there for sure, and and yet it still kind of gives an indication of who the characters are. You know, I like this back and forth with Mercer and Daryl, where Mercer's like, "You know, you, you're out. We, you, I can tell you're the guy that just do everything yourself, and you're the loner. But that's not how it works here." 
we all sort of have to work together kind of thing. So interesting stuff there. And then, yeah, obviously with the the King Joffrey of the show, uh, Sebastian Mercer, uh, just being an absolute horrible, despicable heel here. And uh, his, his like, oh, I'm going to have fun. And, you know, he's just being the worst, like just talking down to everybody and, the spoiled rich kid, you know that. Spoiled is the word. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's a scene where he's, you know, they give him all these different kinds of weapons to use to, to fight off the the zombies for fun. Really, it's like you know the, the these Miltons go out and they instead of hunting for uh, pheasants or turkey or whatever it is, they're hunt, going out there and hunting for for zombies, and that's kind of their sport, right? And so that's kind of also interesting, but. Man, I can't. I just, I, I cannot stand this Sebastian Milton. He is the worst, especially if you know what he's gonna do later uh, in the comics and however they choose to play that out in the show. I mean, I'm sure it's gonna be something similar. But man, fuck this guy. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, um, and the weapons that they, the weapons that he was using are the are group's weapons, right? Uh, because Daryl's crossbow. Yeah. I think that was Judith's. Sword that yeah. he just like he's like oh, this toothpick and he just tries yeah. to the side or whatever. Yep. And uh, that is like that the Morning Star that he was kind of swinging around. I it was in a recent season, but I just forget what Daryl because I remember Daryl swinging it around and using it for I believe during the the whispers the whisper war. But um, yeah, all of those weapons like that's <laughs> like bro, are you just gonna bring my weapon out in front of me? Like type of thing, and it's <laughs> like you're not even using it right. You just want to have a play date with some some walkers, like yeah. It, it doesn't matter, like Daryl trying to coach him, like oh, you, you gotta like lift it up or whatever he says. Like, yeah, very subtle. Yeah. Like, there's no getting through to this guy. He's just gonna do whatever the hell he does. Yeah, does. yeah. And he's just like he's over here struggling because the knife is stuck in the in the uh, walker's neck, and like he can't pull it out. He's just like, all right, let me just off this. Daryl picks up his crossbow and offs offs the walker. He's like, hey, what what you do that do? for, yeah. <laughs> bro? <laughs> you <laughs> saved your life. He's uh. Struggling over there, uh, and like obviously he he wasn't any danger. Mercer's right there with a the gun too. So, uh, but but still, like, dude, like, what are you doing out here? Go back to like go back to the mansion and chill. Like you don't yeah. have. To for real <laughs> so just like oh man what are you like how like how are you getting off like he's the worst and being out there and having fun with walkers is not the idea of fun because if i was if i was living in this this apocalypse like you would not see me out there i don't care how tough i would be like let me be inside <laughs> and not out outside the gates or anything like that. So get me one of those turntables and then some more of those motorhead records right. and I'll be all right. set. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And if you want to put the, the spoiler back up, um, I think, I think Daryl's going to be the one that has Rick's yeah. fate after, yeah. after this episode. Cause they're setting it up for between yeah. the, him and, him and Sebastian, there's some yeah. back and forth there. Yeah. And all the stuff with him and Lydia, or sorry, uh, Judith, later on with him yeah. and the art. Oh man, just everything about this. They're setting it up, so I think uh, I think they're gonna see his fate. Um, prepare yourselves, everybody. So yeah, watch out for that. Please, <sighs> please read the comics if you haven't. Just read like last 
10 or so issues or so yeah. but like at this point um, yeah it's it's uh it's going it's coming to that point uh it's going to be real sad <laughs> if, if it yeah. does go down like that uh but and again that's if daryl dies we riot i don't know how many yeah. people are nobody's watching the show anymore anyway so it's right. like whatever <laughs> Every, the hardcore fans are going to watch that final episode but man yeah. if they do that scene in the probably the penultimate episode is where that would go down oh, but um, that's going to be heavy yeah. That's going to be Oof. a heavy episode. Um, yeah, because that, that means, oh, it, means, it just means like Judith's probably going to have to take out Daryl. Oh, damn it. You're oh, killing man. me. Sorry. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that's, that's going to be brutal. There's a whole although, lot to get through, though. There's a whole lot to get through. Although I will, I will say, Andrew Lincoln has been spotted uh, on the set for. They're filming right now as we as we record this show. I think they're filming like the last uh, couple episodes. Um, if it's going to drop later on this year, so I don't know. Maybe there's a chance that uh, that they do follow the comics and that they bring Rick back for the last like couple episodes. But yeah, I don't know. Just after everything that went down in this episode, it really does feel like they're setting up Daryl for that arc. Yeah, and oof, it's gonna be brutal. Regardless if it's Rick or Daryl, I think it's just that's gonna be just brutal for everybody. But again, it's the final season. You know, it's how it's gonna go down. Yeah, gonna see yeah. a lot of people you love and grown to love for the last decade or so, uh, not make it out of this thing alive. Because that's you know, it's just this this universe. But um, yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to it either way. Um, I I love where this this show is headed. And, uh, yeah, as, as we sort of talked about it, we covered mostly, I think everything, even though if we went a little bit out of order today, but, um, you know, the last scene that we do see is, is Daryl and, and Judith listening to motorhead, which I love, uh, as a, as a motorhead, big motorhead fan myself. Uh, that was great. And, um, just this sort of a little bit more relationship with, with those two, um, but also establishing this more of this idea of this uprising in the Commonwealth and setting that up for the, the rest of this, this, uh, season. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, I'll, I'll give my final thoughts and if you have anything else, Corey, but, um, uh, I, I really did like this episode. I mean, it's a very high bar that they set, I think with, uh, episode nine, but, uh, I did like this one uh, a lot as well. I just maybe a little bit differently, you know, you, you can like these episodes, you know, equally, but just, uh, I think the tone was a lot different in this one than it was mm -hmm. in the first one. So really curious to see, how it's all going to pan out because um, you know even even if we know stuff that happens in the comic books uh they're not necessarily going to follow it the same way they're going to sub in different characters they're going to go different directions with it so um yeah and, and this was like you know month one into the commonwealth we had that time jump at the end of the last episode to six months later so i'm guessing the next couple episodes will be following that a little bit more and then we'll eventually get back to that point and see what the deal is with Maggie and where, where that sort of dynamic goes with that scene that we saw at the end of episode nine. So um, yeah, a lot of good stuff to look forward to Corey. Any other uh, thoughts on this? Yeah. And we'll see kind of where Maggie and Alexandria go. Um, Cause right. they, they did mention they are still helping the Commonwealth is still helping Alexandria rebuild. Right. So, Maggie uh, and Lydia are still back yeah. at in Alexandria. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, hopefully next week we'll see kind of where that, uh, goes. I 
don't believe I saw that in the trailer for next yeah. week, but um, we also didn't see Eugene this episode, which I yeah, think is very interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Eugene is going to be in uh, the episode next week um, from from the previews there. Yeah, um, and I guess Stephanie is missing now. So um, mm, I have my theories about that one. Right, yeah. See where that goes, and hopefully, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see where Alexandria Group goes because from what we saw last week at the end of last week's episode. Um, how this whole separation and this whole dichotomy of of this this group now is is w where it is. So um, I'm excited to see kind of where that is going. Um, but other than that, uh, great episode, like I said, and um, I'm excited for next week's. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in for another one of these reviews. Uh, myself and Corey will be back uh, with any given Shmode coming up. This Sunday, uh, the 6th, I believe, yes, March yes. 6th, uh, Corey will be back on. Wasn't able to do the show this week, but uh, full coverage for the Schmodown pay-per-view is all up on the channel, so make sure to go check out all that. We did our, our, our pre-show tailgate that's over on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash LGR Network, and then uh, obviously the post-show as well, Crackdown episode where we broke down all the stuff that happened in, in all those matches, uh, or those two matches that we got. A um, lot of fun stuff. Uh, Corey, uh, anything else you got going on or where the people can find it? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I don't have anything. <laughs> the usual. It's the usual. It's the usual, but Corey um, Cameron visuals. Yeah. yeah. Corey Cameron visuals. Like you see on here, um, join the Patreon for LGR network. Um, if you want to do that, become part of our discord. It's only a dollar. Uh, you can talk to, uh, all the personalities that you see here on the network, um, get some input and be on the show of Crackdown Friday nights. Uh, and we do watch alongs and do all the good stuff uh, as far as the network, not just Mowdown related things like you see here, Walking Dead reviews, but um, there's watch alongs that Ferris and Justin do um, talk about Star Wars. Dagan has his wrestling and shows um, and Ferris and Caleb do their sports shows. So um, fun time. Uh, if you are new to the network or new to, to the LGR uh, network and coming in just for walking dead there's a whole bunch of other stuff that we do so oh yeah um check us out absolutely as Corey said lots of good tv and, and movie related stuff on the channel as well so as always we really appreciate your support here on the let's get ready network make sure to click like on this video subscribe if you haven't already uh always good and helps the algorithm and all that good stuff so uh until next week uh we will talk to you all soon mm -hmm.